do not put that in your mouth. Please don't put that in your mouth. Oh my gosh. Clips to Cribs. The Degenerate's Guide to Parenthood. All right. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome back to uh, episode six, part two the long list of all of my failures. Um, I've had to re-record this episode, I'm not kidding you, like seven times because I want to get it right because it's something that I'm extremely passionate about and um, I want to get my point across. I finally have come to terms with the fact that if I'm going to re-record episodes 900 times, Emma and Palmer are going to have to be in the house. So if you hear anything in the background, that is them. Um, And that's really hard for me to do. (laughs) And also my little brother, Matthew, is also at my house as well. Um, and so they're out uh, in the front playing. So if you can hear them, then that is why I just had to come to terms because I've had to record it so many times. Thank you again for joining me to laugh about all of my failures in life. Um, the long list of them really is extremely comical. This really is not some um, I hate myself episode. This is really like I finally stopped hating myself for all of these failures. Um, I can actually find the humor in all of this and find... The good in it and what I've learned and grow from it and um, be able to not just look at myself as some big failure or somebody who just didn't do anything right or just quits everything. Um, so this episode's been extremely hard because um, I'm very, very, very strongly opinionated about this subject, um, but that doesn't mean that my opinion is right. Um, I have re-recorded it because I want to get my point across without offending anyone or I mean really if you get offended easily you probably shouldn't listen to my show anyways but or anyway and um, so yes I, I've had a really hard time because I want to share my experience and share my point and share my opinion um, without trying to say uh, this is the only right way to think and this is the only thing that happens in this situation and everyone else who did these is wrong and if you have a different opinion then you're wrong that's not what I'm trying to do but all that I have is my opinion and all that I have is my experience and what I dealt with and how I grew from it um, and so that's what I'm going to give you and I mean the other thing is is like I know that my podcast is specifically directed towards parenthood and becoming a mother and being a parent and learning all this and doing this shit the best that I can. Um, And I know this series of episodes, um, excuse me, uh, I know this series of episodes just really sounds like I'm talking about myself, but I have learned so much dealing with these issues and dealing with these problems and um, facing, having to face myself in the mirror and learn from this. Um, I really feel like I really learned a lot about self-worth, self-esteem, you know, voids I was trying to fill, um, emotions that I didn't know I was feeling, and I 100% hope to apply that in being a mother with Emma. I know that really big Emma's biggest challenge that she'll probably face is having a mother or a psychopath as a mother, uh, but I hope that me going through the things that I did, I am able to help navigate a lot of those emotions with her And so that she doesn't have to feel what I felt and doesn't have to have those voids. She'll have different voids, of course, we all do. But I hope that the voids that I felt aren't voids that she feels. And I hope that I'm able to help her through those issues. Um, So really quick, we're just going to recap part one. 
Um, I wanted to fit in so bad it was disgusting. American Eagle made me do half the shit I've done in my life. High school was a total fail. Um, I never took my SATs or my ACTs. I really didn't want to know how dumb I was. Um, I got some awful tattoos. Uh, then I went to hair school, got more awful tattoos. I failed hair school. And then I moved to Utah and I got more awful tattoos. Um, so fast forward a couple years. I've actually been in Utah for now almost 10 years. Um, I absolutely love it here. There's pros and cons everywhere. Um, I've finally found the place that I love here. There's so much to do, so much outdoor activities. Um, there's always something to do in Utah. And so if you haven't been, you should go. Um, anyway, um, so yes, fast forward a couple years of me being here, uh, from being fired from a couple of jobs, a lot of jobs. Uh, this is the start of my lovely attempt to be an Instagram fitness, what the fuck ever I was trying to do fitness model, fitness influencer, I have no idea really what my goal was. Um, I really have no idea what I, like, I've always loved working out. I started working out when I was like 17, 16, 17, um, going to a gym and actually, I mean, I was researching stuff all the time. I was asking the trainers in the gym their opinion. I was watching YouTube videos. I was watching or reading women's health and oxygen and all these things all the time, just constantly trying to educate myself on these things because I was really passionate about it. And, um, I honestly, I like, I want to say that I was just this health nut, but really it's a lot easier to be cool when you have a hot body. And I can be honest with myself now and admit that that's ultimately why I was working out was because I wanted to be cool for my whole life, my whole entire life. Um, some of it was that it was a health nut. Some of it was because exercising gave me a huge release and because um, I'm extremely ADHD, big surprise if you didn't already know that. And it was, it was a really good outlet for me to have because I was such a partier and because I did all these things and all these things and whatnot that it was a it was another good outlet for me to be able to feel an adrenaline rush other than being high or whatever so anyway um uh fast forward a little bit again uh, more this was at the very 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 beginning of this huge super annoying ridiculous fitness craze that started and is still going on hopefully we're at the end of it eventually 2013, I decided to do a bikini show. I had always wanted to do a bikini show. I'd always wanted to do a bodybuilding show ever since I was like 16 years old. Um, I really had no fucking idea what I was doing, um, but I did it and um, it was terrifying. The first one was so fun, so lighthearted, and really it was a true accomplishment. I was really so proud of myself and I, you know, it was, it was fun. Like I met some cool people. I didn't really know what to expect. I had zero expectations of myself, zero expectations of what it was going to be like. I was so nervous that when I came out and I actually did end up placing um, in the top three for my first show and of my class. And I was so proud because I was on cloud nine. I was so happy. But then unfortunately, I kept going with them and it spiraled into this just insane, horrible, narcissistic, self-absorbed bullshit time of my life. And I'm going to get into that, but I really need and really want to say my piece on shows or on bodybuilding or on 
Instagram fitness or anything like this. And I will, I'm going to say it as carefully as possible. But like I said, if you're going to get offended by it, then don't listen to my show because this is, this is my opinion and I'm a very opinionated person. Thanks, Kelly Smith. That's my dad. Um, but I, this is my show. If you are thinking about doing a show, if you've never done a show before in your life, if you're trying to, you know, like achieve some fitness goal, do not do any type of bodybuilding show. Just don't. There are so many other fitness goals that you can achieve other than a bikini show or a bodybuilding competition or whatever that you can be proud of. And, you know, there are so many, there's even other things in general that you can achieve or do or learn how to do to be proud of. And I hate, I hate that society has made being proud of yourself depending on how you look or how many Instagram followers you have, or, you know, how many, whatever. And I I won't, I'm going to get back to that in a little while, but I hate that being proud of yourself immediately ties to what you look like. It drives me absolutely insane. Um, And now this is not uh, necessarily everyone, but I can almost call out anyone that wants to do a fitness show or anything like that, that they actually are just trying to fill a void. Um, They're trying to gain attention because they're feeling insecure and everybody's doing them nowadays. They're kind of on their way out, I hope. But, you know, a lot of people are, you know, still doing them. And, you know, you're on stage in a tiny, 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 tiny bikini, almost nothing bikini in front of judges And they are actually literally judging you on how you look almost naked next to other girls. And some look better than you and some don't. Uh, I'm directly speaking from my personal experience, but from, and I mean, and watching some of my closest friends go through it as well. Um, And watching some of the closest people that I love and even myself get completely messed up because of this stupid sport. I, I mean, you may work your, you can work your ass off and look incredible and even place high or place it all, um, you know, whatever. But if you haven't done one of these shows, you really don't, you have no idea what you're going to deal with after you get off stage. Um, now I know there are some people out there that they can get up there and have fun. They can place or they can not place. They can do, you know, they just go out there and achieve their goal and say that they did it and get off stage and honestly can say to themselves that they, it didn't affect them negatively afterwards. There are people out there like that. And if you are one of them, then I am here to tell you that my name is Hagrid and your wizard, Harry, that's a horrible British accent, but you get the point. Or you're lying. That's it. Like, it affects you so bad. The shows are rigged. There are so many politics involved. The politics are way smaller on the amateur level, but amateur level, but they are still present. Um, and the politics on the professional level are disgusting. It is awful. Now, with that being said, I really don't want to take away, take credit from any pros or anything like that because the hard work that really goes into these is absolutely insane. Um, I've never looked like them and I never will. So call me jealous or envious because I am right now sitting 
in nacho stained sweatpants with a beer while I'm recording this, um, go for it. Call me envious, call me jealous, call me biased, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, there probably is a little bit of truth in that. Um, because I do look the way that I do right now and I, I don't look like a professional bodybuilder and I don't have the time or energy or even desire right now to even sometimes not eat nachos at midnight. So, <laughs> um, but yes, so I worked my ass off though. And there were, the, I mean, there were times I looked awesome and at one point, Doing so, I mean, doing this, I really, I mean, I look back and I'm so proud of myself. I am so proud of the way that I looked, but I'm also so sad because I was such a narcissist. I was so self-absorbed. I was not a good friend. I was an even worse daughter or even worse sibling. And I was just completely blind to other people's needs because all I was worried about was my stupid fucking macros and hit cardio. And I thought other people wanted to hear about that stuff. No one gives a shit about your macros or your fucking cardio. No one does, I promise you. Um, I'm not saying that everyone who does them ends up being like this, but it's a very high percentage of people because it is so hard to not be a narcissist in that type of situation. And it's sad that there is even a sport like that created that demands that type of narcissism from people. I know other sports, you know, they. They demand a lot of time. They demand a lot of, you know, whatever. But it's just, ah, there's just so much more to learn in other sports than there is about bodybuilding. Because bodybuilding is completely about you. It's not a team. It's not anything. It is solely you on the stage, how you look, in almost nothing. How sad is that? Um, And also, so for me, I finally got to a point where I was disgusted with who I was. And I had to be uncomfortably honest with myself to realize why I did anything and everything on a day-to-day basis. Um, There were so many times I chose to ignore it and I tried to just move on and I tried to just, you know, come to terms with what I had done in the past and I couldn't. And because I, I, I just was so confused as to why I needed to do something like that and then also put the relationships that I had at risk. Um, A lot of people may say, Ashley, you feel like this because you never placed first. (laughs) And that might be true. I mean, there might be a lot of truth that I did never place first. I, my last competition, I was so proud of myself. I worked my fucking ass off and I got second. And there may be some of it that I just am bitter about getting second and being second place. Because if you're not first, you're last. And there really might be a lot of truth to that. Um, But... During this time and during everything that I did, I really learned that there is so much more to life than having a six pack. Um, Yes, being healthy is so important, but make being healthy not about how you look. I mean, especially for right now for girls, especially for girls and now even for guys, the pressure on how we look is at an all time high. It is ridiculous. It is absolutely insane the way people feel that they need to look. And I'm not saying no, no, obesity is not the answer either. Um, But pressuring someone to look a certain way or to feel like they're not enough because they don't look a certain way is not going to fix America's obesity. And it's not going to fix any way, in any way that someone feels about themselves. Um, Pressuring them to be anything more than just them is bullshit. It is bullshit. Um, So 
now going off of this, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I'm going to talk about mental health or extreme underlying issues that someone has that are uncomfortable, that are really causing the issues that we're talking about. Um, that society will immediately label as lazy or an outcast or not driven or, you know, whatever. And I hate that. So, for example, let's talk about what if there was someone, and I'm not saying this is literally just a hypothetical topic or hypothetical situation. What if there was someone who was raised by parents who didn't play sports, who weren't really active, um, they it just wasn't in them. So that may have caused them because they weren't raised that way to not be active. And, you know, there's no fault in that. They just, you know, it just was a way of life. And now take that person, that kid or whatever. Now, what if they were bullied in gym class specifically? I don't think they're going to be stoked on being fit or going to a gym or being having anything to do with active because of the emotions and pain felt behind it. That their, their life, they, I mean, they were told... You know, they were lazier. They were made fun of in that type of scenario. So immediately our brain attaches, you know, fitness with pain because of emotions that we felt when we were a kid from kids being fucking assholes. And like, and so, okay, now let's just fast forward or let's do another scenario. Let's take um, someone who lived in a shadow of an older or younger sibling that was just naturally gifted in a sport. Or whatever reason, maybe they they were paid more attention to because of a sport or anything. That person may have a chip on their shoulder as well. Um, there are so many reasons for people creating bad habits or not necessarily healthy habits that we are not paying attention to or not even realizing. Um, and so, yes, like, okay, so that person may be overweight or they may be unhealthy or they may have, you know, a food issue in the fact that they overeat or anything like that. But let's... Let's reveal the real reason why they do that instead of just immediately pinpoint or immediately name call or immediately just assume that that person is lazy or that person, you know, doesn't put in hard work or that person, you know, whatever. There are so many underlying reasons to each specific person as to why they've created unhealthy habits. For instance, food tastes fucking good. It is scientifically proven to release hormones and chemicals of comfort. So someone who may feel second to a sibling or unloved or not enough or, you know, even more serious, they may have clinical anxiety or depression, they, they may not even know about, then they might find comfort in food because they don't either, A, they don't know the release that healthy activity has, or B, they just have a chip on their shoulder and just need some type of comfort, some type of love, some type of feeling good. And I mean, from, you know, I, I say this because it's like the, peop, there are so many people that have never revisited or revisited or validated from the past. And this is so, like the pain that they felt that causes them to ha have hatred towards certain things and have hatred towards or have ill feelings or have absolutely no fucking drive to do anything active because of things that happened when they were a kid or when they were a teenager. And these people, you know, anybody, anybody, and I'll get into my specific experience with this, but I mean, this, 
the reasons why people go through these type of things is extremely important. They should be validated. They should be heard. They should be empathized with. They should be apologized to. Hey, you know what? I'm really sorry that kids were fucking assholes to you when you were a kid and that you were made fun of over things that you had no control over because you were a child. That's what we should be doing. But instead, people who aren't secure with their bodies and maybe actually overweight have Instagram to fucking scroll through to see everyone in their fucking matching Gymshark pastel outfits to compare themselves to and get to beat themselves up even more. Like they're not beating themselves up already. Now, yes, there does come a point where you do have to stop making excuses for yourself. If you are unhappy with the way that you look and if you are insecure with your body, then you you do have to find somewhere in you, you know, what is so uncomfortable about this? And yes, I mean, I walked into a gym being 16 years old, not knowing a clue what I was doing. But I was 16 years old and, you know, I could wear my spandex and my sports bra and blah, 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 blah. I, I mean, after I had Emma and when I had to go into the gym not looking like a fitness model, it was the most terrifying moment of my life. I dreaded going to the gym. Dreaded. Because I wasn't actually the black market sponsored athlete blah 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 bullshit um so really what you need to do if you're in this position or even if you know someone that's in this position or you know whatever is you need to be able to be uncomfortably honest with yourself uncomfortably honest with yourself dig deep find the pain find the reasons why or whatever it ties to you may not even realize that some of these emotions tie to this. But I guarantee if you have a problem, you know, with something, there is an underlying way, 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 way underlying issue as to what is causing that. If you can pinpoint that, then your life is going to be a hundred million times easier because then eventually you have a reason. It's not just like you have to look in yourself in the mirror and be like upset with yourself because you're some lazy piece of shit. It's no this, 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 and this affected my life when I was seven years old and I haven't revisited that pain yet. I haven't felt that. I haven't faced it. I haven't comprehended it. I haven't, you know, been able to process it because I'm an adult now. And so I have the brain capacity and mind to be able to process why I felt that. If you do that, I promise you pushing yourself through that pain will make your life a million times easier. Um, I, I mean, I just, I can't speak more about this. I can't speak enough about this um, because I have such a strong emotion towards all of this. Now, I mean, mine's not like super dug deep. So ultimately why I wanted to work out was because I just wanted to be cool in the seventh grade, honestly. Like, I mean, we can get into the nicks and crownies of it, but like, Ultimately, I wanted to be cool so bad. I wanted to be accepted. I found out it was a lot easier to be accepted if you have a hot body. So I worked out for forever trying to be hot. And and then, but then, and, I, and I'm, I'm talking from experience right now. After I had Emma, she's three and a half years old. I have the hardest time getting myself to the gym because I had to come to a realization. I had to come to a point in my life where I realized that I went to the gym for attention and that I did everything I did for attention. And so I t- promised myself, I'm not doing shit until 
I do it for the right reasons. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to see everybody in their Gymshark fucking matching outfits. I don't want to see people videotaping themselves trying to be some influencer because I'm angry. I'm so angry at this because this made me such a horrible human. It made me such a horrible friend. It made me not, uh, I mean, I was so obsessed with myself and so self-absorbed that like I didn't see anything else. I didn't see the good in anything if it didn't have to do with being like super fucking hot or having 900,000 million followers on Instagram, which is bullshit. It is bullshit. Um, and so to really to get to the point and, you know, to cut to the chase, I loved fitness, but I loved it because I needed the confidence and I needed the release and I needed to have a hot body because my entire life I was pretty unsure of who I was or even who I wanted to be because I was always trying to be liked by somebody other than myself. And that's awful. It's awful. Um, the bikini shows, they ruined me for a very, 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 very long time. And after I got second in my last show, I met baby daddy. And in that process of realizing it, fitness was only, you know, a way for me to gain attention. I had a legitimate quarter life identity crisis. And then I got pregnant and your body changes, right? And I'm really trying to figure out who the hell I am or even what I like to do or, you know, like if I even like to work out or anything and blah, 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 blah. And oh, to go off this is again, um, I was talking to my sister the other day on the phone. She just had a baby and she, her baby is literally the cutest thing in the world. I want to eat her and I haven't even met her because I'm a horrible sister um, and a horrible aunt. But um, we were talking the other day and um, we were talking about, you know, like how hard it is. We both have one kid. Emma was not an easy baby, but like I have one child and I still have a hard time going to the gym. Still. I like I just have this hatred towards it still and um but like okay I'm gonna get really passionate about this because this is something that I find extremely important so I oh okay where do I even begin um after I had Emma I went through this identity crisis I became a mom it was terrifying it was really hard blah 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 I had one kid. I could not find myself back in the gym. I just couldn't. It took me hours to get there. It took me forever to get there. It took me forever to get even going. I hated trying to figure out how I was working out because I wasn't like the hot Ashley that walked around and, you know, knew whatever the fuck she was doing because I was so intimidated by even just being inside there. And so, but one thing that drives me absolutely insane is you created this human. You took nine months to create this tiny human which is a fucking miracle an actual fucking miracle I hate that people feel so pressured to bounce back or to you know look like they used to I understand postpartum is a real thing you need to get outside you need to be active you need to get your endorphins going you need to get that serotonin release that is so important But the most important thing that you should be doing after you have your kid is spending time with that tiny infant that you will never, ever, ever get that time back ever again. That is the only time you have with this human that you created. 
take care of yourself, get out, you know, be active, but over my, over anybody's fucking dead body, should you be worrying about what you look like? I was really active before I had Emma and then I had her and I, you know, she was really tiny. She came really early. So I didn't really have a hard time losing weight afterwards. I never, I've never looked like I, who I did before, but, um, in this time, like I, I had so many people be like, how did you lose the weight? How did you do this? And I was sick to my stomach. Cause I was like looking at these girls, like, dude, spend time with your kid, go out for a walk, go for a run, go for a bike ride, you know, get some type of activity in you so that you don't lose your fucking mind, but don't worry about what you're looking like. Stop it. This is you. This is your only time you have with this human. Enjoy that. Embrace it. Your body will come back and if it doesn't, that's okay because you're a mom and this shit is so hard. This shit is so hard. Um, so yes, I'm extremely, extremely, extremely passionate about that. Um, I can go on forever about this. Um, my mom even sent me a picture of when she was 33 and um, she, my mom is the sweetest human in the world and she sent it to me and my sister and when she was 33 she was uncomfortable to wear a bathing suit at the beach I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole story but she texts me and she goes Ashley or she's like texting me my sister and she goes who cares what you look like it cares about what's on the inside wear the bathing suit who cares about the extra tummy fat who cares about this who cares about that wear the bathing suit enjoy yourself and love yourself and honestly, I could have not said it better than my mom because she said it perfectly. And I think that we need to teach ourselves and teach our daughters and teach the people around us that we need to learn how to love ourselves. We, need, we don't need to learn how to look good on Instagram. What are we teaching our kids? What are we teaching the 10 to 15 year old daughters or 10 to 15 year old girls right now? We are teaching them to that you need to have followers and you need to have Instagram blah clout and blah 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 bullshit and how they look matters and whatever let's teach them to be kind let's teach them to love themselves let's teach them to process emotions let's teach them to be able to fight back when someone you know is mean or when someone even thinks about causing them problems that will end up being almost 29 years old and uh starting a podcast (laughs) And so that they don't have to do that in life. But um, that's what I want to teach Emma. I want to teach her to fight back. I want to teach her to love herself. I want to teach her that she can do anything. Um, that it doesn't matter how she looks. It matters how she is and who she is and her manners and to be kind. And it doesn't matter what you fucking wear. And it doesn't matter how you look. And it doesn't matter how many followers on Instagram you have. It matters ultimately how you treat people at the end of the day. And... Um, Yes, this is my very strong opinion about this. I thought I was going to get into some of the funny stuff, but um, you're going to lose interest if I go on any longer. So the funny stuff, the funny stories, which there's a lot of them, um, about me being a model, quote-unquote model, um, in the part three of my long list of failures, yes, it is that long that we have to do part three, but um, please stay tuned for episode or part three of episode six. And honestly, just like if I can tell you to do anything, try to find out why you don't love yourself. Try to pinpoint what happened to you when you were seven years old. What happened to you when you were 12 years old? What 
bitch said something what asshole kid you know what you're still holding on to from your past that still hurts that you're ignoring overcome that and then face the other problems that society thinks you have because the real problem is the pain that you're not revisiting and the pain that you're not paying attention to that actually hurts that is causing things to hurt worse now and that is my piece on this thank you so much for joining me (laughs) please reach out to me if you are uh personally experiencing any problem like this or you know someone that's experiencing anything like this because I will gladly talk to anyone who is having self-image issues because I think that no one in this world should have self-image issues ever because we're all these miracles of creation of whatever that's bigger than us and I don't even fucking know but we don't that that's not an issue that we should have that that's not an issue that anyone should face And so if you are facing it, please reach out to me and I will be happy to give you my shitty advice about it or my personal advice that has, you know, gotten to me to where I can actually finally begin to let go of needing to be something hot. It's bullshit. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening or day, whatever time you're listening to this. Love you. Bye.